What's going on, world? And welcome back to the Pursuit of the Good Life podcast, your favorite self-help podcast that helps you grow both personally and professionally. For those of you who are return listeners, know that I'm your host, the Cameron Lovelace. I am joined, very excited for today's interview. I'm joined by Executive Director of Mentoring Youth Through Technology, Mr. Randy Carter. How you doing, sir? Thank you for joining the show. Great. I'm great. Thank you for having me. Man, I really appreciate you. Y'all know I like to to add guests to add value. But before we get into technology and the ins and out of it, I like to always warm up the guests with like something funny or something light that really gets us, they really gets us started. So I was surfing the internet on these good old Facebook streets. And uh, you love a good meme, right, Randy? So a good old (laughs) meme popped up. And it's, it's, uh, this is, this will be coming out on Thanksgiving. So in honor of that, uh, this is the one got to go Thanksgiving edition. So there's the six options here. And so the options are cornbread, macaroni and cheese, yams, collard greens, turkey, and pie. And one got to go. So again, it's cornbread, mac and cheese, yams, collard greens, turkey, and pie. So I'll I'll go first just so you give give me a second to to get your thoughts together. Uh, So first thing that's got to stay for me is like that, the the mac and cheese. I'm I'm surprised dressing wasn't on here, but uh, the dressing, dressing's got to say, because I only have dressing during Thanksgiving. I don't have it any other time of the year, but macaroni, my mother's specifically macaroni cheese, she does, she does something different with it. And I really like it. So that's first thing that that stays with me. The second thing that stays, and this is just because I have a major sweet tooth, is the pie. And so that's all types of pie, whether it's pecan pie, uh, sweet potato pie, uh, uh, apple pie. I just I just like good old pies. After that, I just I I mean, I got to have it. Um, The next is cornbread. And that's just because I'm I'm a I'm a bread guy like. When it comes, like on a previous episode, we talked about garlic bread, uh, uh, breadsticks, yeah. <laughs> all the types of bread. So cornbread, again, is one of those things you only have when you have other soul food to pair it with, which is mm-hmm. usually around Thanksgiving. So that's right. so that's staying with me. So that leaves the the turkey, the yams, and the collard greens. And I think the only reason I'm gonna keep yams on there is because. My mother makes a great sweet potato casserole. So I'm, I'm guessing if you take out yams, you take out everything that has sweet potato in it. So I'm like, okay, that off top, that, that has to stay. So now we're down to the turkey and the collard greens. And honestly, <laughs> I, I got to get rid of the turkey. Because, I mean, th- not everyone can make good turkey. And uh, mm. sometimes it'd be dry. And yeah. it's I know it's like the highlight of of the of the dish but it's just i'm just like oh, i could i could do with that pass me the 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 glaze the pineapple glazed honey uh ham pass me some of that instead of the dried turkey but yeah those of y'all watching on facebook y'all might cancel me i don't know but uh, i say <laughs> i say turkey turkey goodbye it's gotta go i thought about that but I don't eat pies. So pies is going to mm. be one of the first thing off the list for me. Um, everything stays except for the pies. 
If anything else he had to come off, it would probably be the yams for me. Really? Oh, you're not yeah. a you're not a sweet potato yam guy. Uh, I'm coming around, but I'm not. You know, it's not. It's not the. Uh, it's not on my top ten list. Gotcha, gotcha. It's not okay. on my top ten list, but I understand what you're talking about with the turkey. Um, yeah, we we you can get some dry ones, and then you know this year I was thinking about just doing something totally different out of the box, and not possibly having turkey. But I I threw a little turkey in there, but you know. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, just doing some out of the box. But cornbread, oh my goodness, I gotta have cornbread with everything, soup, greens, every, right? I can eat right. cornbread by itself. So yeah, right. <laughs> cornbread, Man, I, I hear stay. I hear you on that because, like, I had a I had a client actually this week that she was talking about like her mom is is basically stressing her out, and she's made a ten pound turkey. No, 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 scratch that. An eighteen to twenty pound turkey. And then like two small turkeys and like, what, mom, what, what, what are you doing? It's not that many of us. It's really going to be like six of us. That's it. Why are you making, it's like, I, I'm just stressed. Let's okay. Well, we're going to give this to the homeless. <laughs> we're going to do something with this. Cause we can't, we can't eat all of this. Well, I planned um, on doing something small this year. And then my, my sister asked me to do a big turkey for her. Um, and now I'm doing, I'm doing two small turkey breasts and I was just going to slice those up. But now I got to do a big turkey, a turkey right. breast and some turkey legs. Cause I, I'm a smoker, right? So I, I smoke a lot. I oh, and that smoke. takes all day. It's a, yeah. So I get up early and throw that in the smoker, and mine's don't be dry though. <laughs> okay, I, I might need I might need you to ship me a slice. Um, but yeah, so let's go ahead and get into it. Um, so tech, I the reason why I specifically like wanted somebody in the technology space is because, and this might be me being selfish, but in the black community, like technology isn't really like talked about in terms of career paths or doing things like that. But honestly, it's really a lucrative path if you if you know what you're doing. So I was hoping that you could shed a little bit life and say that, you know, how one, how'd you get started in technology? It's 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 really funny. I was working at a law firm and I had a friend that was in technology. And um, back in those days, uh, I was having problems with my computer and I'll have him, Hey, I call him over. Hey, can you come fix my, my uh, computer for me? Or can you come upgrade it for me? And he was trying to tell me, Hey, Randy, it's a, it's, this is a lucrative career path. If you get into it. And I'm like, ah, it's too much. I don't want to do that. So he brought the equipment and software over for me and mm-hmm. told me, no, just try it. Do it yourself. It's easy. Trust me. And I'm like, I'm willing to pay you. I just want my computer fixed. He said, you can't mess it up, put everything back the way you got it and, and you'll be fine. And and in order for me to get my computer fixed, I had to do it myself. And um, went ahead, put a new hard drive in it, installed the operating system. And I'm like, this, that's it? He's like, that's it. And if you can do that for other people, you know, you can make a lot of money. Um, started doing it as a little side thing and then um, ended up, um, start applying for uh, IT jobs. So, and it just kind of took off from there. I don't know if you want me to go through that whole spiel right yeah, now, but <laughs> so, so, so basically um, I was working for the law firm and then I went into IT mm-hmm. and started working at the bottom at desktop support. I went and worked for uh, a consulting firm. We worked for a department of aviation. So O'Hare Midway airports at the time mm-hmm. and started off as a desktop engineer uh, moved up to a network engineer, 
then I went from a network engineer to a project manager and went from a project manager to the COO for the technology firm. Mm. And then I started my own, became CEO of my own consulting firm, which I've been in business for over 20 years now. And I travel all over the uh, U.S. Uh, doing um, IT consulting for uh, uh, corporations. Um, so about five years ago, well, six years now, I started a nonprofit mentoring youth through technology because I felt that, hey, here's a guy that didn't have a lot of um, uh, on the educational background. I didn't go to college. Right. Um, and was mm-hmm. and became very successful just by obtaining his trade. So I felt that if it could happen for me, because a lot of our kids in our communities, you know, I felt I wanted if. We can provide them with a skill set that allow them to make it in this technology-driven world, right? Mm-hmm. We always encourage them to go to college, but for those that don't go to college, they'll still have a skill set they can still achieve, you know, make it. So that's that's kind of like where we're at with the, you know, who I am, what I do, and you know. So it's been I've been pretty successful at it. I had I've had offices in uh, here in Memphis, Baltimore, Illinois. Um, I've traveled all around the U.S., California, mm-hmm. New York, doing a lot of this IT consulting work um, to this day. So what? So so wait, wait, wait. So I'm I'm making sure I'm trying to follow you, right? So it's <laughs> I know that was so, a lot. With this, I no, no, no. Real quick. No, you're so, good. Yeah. I just I just like to make sure we bite it down. So like 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 people are like people are listening. Like wait, what? He went wait, from wait, what? Yeah, from yeah. from fixing a computer to now being a CEO in a, a successful consulting agency from traveling all over US. Like, how did that happen? And so, like, like backup. So, for somebody who like maybe is like interested in computers, like where where would you like tell them kind of to to start in terms of whether they want to work for a big company corporation for a long time or they want to you know start it out? What is like that first kind of step? Because like it sounds like you said you didn't go to college or maybe you did for a little bit and then I don't I don't know what the story was there. Right. So so the first thing I would tell them to do Uh oh, Randy. Start off you start IT fundamentals and get an understanding of um uh, the fundamentals of computers, right? Computer mm-hmm. 101 type stuff, um, components and and things of that nature. Then it goes into um, A plus with networking and 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 things of that nature. It just depends on which which direction they want to go in. Because here's the thing: um, with my nonprofit, I I I, I do schools in multiple states, mm-hmm. and when I go and talk to kids, I, I you know. Ask them, what do you want to be when you grow up, right? You hear all of these professions, but you less than 0.2% is going to say something in technology. You hear teacher, doctor, lawyer, athlete, so on and so on. But very rarely do you hear anybody say they want to be an engineer or a tech, you know, anything dealing with technology. And so which led me to start going down the road of, can you name me some careers? You know, can you name me some uh, careers in technology, you know, it's a computer programming or um, desktop engineer, something like that. But there's so many other uh, uh, fields right. in technology. So, you know, uh, there's a huge 
challenge in the United States. So I know for the last five to maybe seven or eight years, you've been hearing STEM, 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 all right? Trying to get mm-hmm. kids more involved in science, technology, engineering, and math. <clears throat> um, and it's been a huge push, but there's some challenges in that area as well <laughs> mm-hmm. with schools trying to provide that service. So, so yeah. Yeah, and I I definitely feel that because like there are a lot of schools that don't have the funding just to get that started to really just bring or or does it even require funding? Well, it it doesn't it doesn't. But you okay. have some schools that are just throw STEM on their name on their name just to try to get funding as well. But they're not a STEM school. Right, 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 <laughs> right. So I I know a number of schools that say that they're a STEM academy, and you go there. Or, or I walk through and, and um, they'll call me in to come and assess their program and see how we can enhance it or help them and things of that nature. And they're really not doing much in the STEM arena, but they're mm-hmm. STEM. They call it themselves a STEM school. So that's the hot thing right now. The STEM school, everybody wants to send their kids to it, right? But um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a challenge. Yeah. So tell me, tell me like you about your first like IT job. Like that was that because is is IT kind of like the entry level to the the technology field? Because I think like every job that I've ever had, there's always a quote unquote IT department. Yeah, IT is broad. Information technology is broad, right? So um, there's certain there's certain levels and areas of it. And uh, like I was telling you how I took my career path, you have people that just do help desk, right? Which is probably desktop support, helping the end user with problems with their computers and things of that nature. But then there's a network engineers that kind of help set up the infrastructure to make all of your systems communicate and work and and communicate with the outside world and things of that nature. And there's network Mm -hmm. security, right? That that stop uh, intrusion detection and stop people from hacking into your system or or um, making sure that you're um, safe, right? Because mm-hmm. you know, when I, from a security perspective, I used to go in and do um, assessments, and you know, your computer may have a virus that opens up this port, which opens up the whole company, makes the whole company uh, uh, vulnerable, right? Yeah. So, so yeah. So there's 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 so many different areas of IT. Um, you have um, um, uh, what do you call them? Um, I'm more on the IT uh, infrastructure side. So I've built networks and that's what I do now as a consultant, right? I go in and, you know, help you. Uh, if you're a new business starting up, we can implement a whole system for you. If you're a business that's just trying to upgrade and, and do some things, we come in and integrate, you know, new systems into your current systems, things of that nature. So IT is, you know, there's software engineers, software developers, you know, mm-hmm. as your business grows. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I'm here. I'm hearing you say, okay, so there's, of course, the, the desktop support. That's the, mm-hmm. you know, something's wrong with my computer. Can you fix it? And then next, I'm also hearing network support so that, you know, you don't you if you have anything on it that's harmful to the network, we want to prevent it and we want to make sure that the network stays secure. And now you're telling me there's even another level to it that's software construction. Like you want to design a system, you want to 
make it better. It sounds like that's 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 what you're that's what you did. That's what you were just explaining. Well, yeah, I do. Uh, um, I'm a, a network engineer, so a mm -hmm. so I kind of like come in and help design your infrastructure and put everything in place, um, systems in place, and integrate them together. Um, but there's other. So I'm not a software engineer, but I okay. work with the software engineers to get make sure that their stuff works right. So if a software engineer designs a application, it has to either run in the cloud or it needs to run on a server and things of that right. nature. I'm the guy that makes sure that the server and everything he needs is set up. So all he has to do is um, um, install his application. And I'm the guy that makes sure that the security and the access and all of that stuff works. Great. Yeah. So did so did you learn all this on the fly? Um as you, yeah, as you I, went through your career? Yeah, yeah, really. I, I honestly did. And I look back over it and um I thank God because you know each course or each pat each um level was a learning experience, right? Um, because even when I was a desktop support engineer, I ended up being a desktop support manager and I managed a staff, right? We had over 600 users that we were supporting. So I managed that team. Then I moved right. up to the network side. And then when I started doing the network side, I started off at the bottom there and then ended up managing that team. Then I went to project management, you know, um, working on major projects for the Department of Aviation for the airports. Mm -hmm. um, and when I thought there was nowhere else for me to go, I ended up um, getting promoted to COO for the actual uh, uh, consulting firm. Mm -hmm. and after that i end up starting my own so yeah man it, it sounds like you was just a boss everywhere you went <laughs> like you just um, you just said i'm gonna come in i'm gonna do my best to my ability and then that made room for you to go to the top and then it was like okay we're gonna put you over here and then you went from here to that top and then it was okay we're gonna put you in the project major with the major projects and it's like you know what let's just put him over operations and then you said you know what? I can do this myself. Well, <laughs> yeah, it was uh, kind of uh, challenging for me without having the because um, sometimes you feel you get put in a position. Right. And you mm. know that you, you may feel that you're not qualified for that position. And that's what mm. happened to me when I became COO. I'm like, wait a minute. Where this come from? You know, they end up, you know, true story. They, they fired my boss and mm. the consulting firm called me in and and uh it was it was pretty ironic because I was I took the day off because I was ready to start my own business, to be honest. Okay. And I said, let me just take the day off. I'm just going to process it. I can't go any further. I'm project manager now. And, you know, um, I, I, I need I need to think this through. Mm -hmm. I take the day off and I get a phone call that they fired my boss and they need me to come to the office. So immediately I call the airport and call all the directors and stuff. And I said, hey, you know what? They fired my boss and everything's still okay. You know, I got you guys covered. And I was managing like a $7 million contract, right? right. So um, I get out there and I tell my bosses, hey, you know, I talked to all the directors at the airports and everything else because it was our biggest contract. And they said, you know, everything's okay. And, uh, you know, um, they say, yeah, yeah, we know. We talked to them as well. We didn't call you out here about that. I'm like, okay <laughs> we called you because we want you to take this place and i'm like wait a minute i'm saying to myself wait a minute 
you know, mm-hmm. wait a minute, you know. And I know that one of the engineers that worked under me, he was he has his college degree, he's real sharp, you know, he's real good. I'm like, hey, you know, why me? You know, mm-hmm. this guy might be a better fit than me, you know. And they were like, Randy, you know, we've been um in conversations with a number of people and everybody said we would be a fool not to hire you in that position. He's handling a seven million dollar project there. Everybody loves him. He's doing X, Y, and Z. He's dedicated to the organization, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and it just, you know, took off from there. So, yeah. Yeah. So what? So what was the switch that? Because because I'm sure there are people that are listening, watching this, that might be in the same position as you, who might be giving their all to the company, or you know, just being a good employee and managing what what God has given them, and they don't see themselves elevating. But then an opportunity comes and now they have doubt. So help, help somebody with, with that. How did you manage that? Um, to be honest, I um, I did it twice. And I'll, I'll tell you the story. The first time when they told me um, th- they wanted me to take the position, I asked them, can I just, you know, can I, can I think about it and get back to them tomorrow? Mm-hmm. You know, because I was still kind of shocked by it. It's first of all, number two, it was kind of like overwhelming. Like, wait a minute, run the organization. You know, you're asking me to run the organization. Right. You're the you head know, man in charge. I'm the head man in charge. And you know, I was a C. This guy was the CEO, but they put me as a C. These guys were investors mm-hmm. who invested in the technology firm. And I, you know, so I'm like, okay. So came back the next day and I said, you know what? You know, my wife encouraged me and everything else. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I can't do this. I talked to my to my my team that was I was working with there. They say, yeah, you got this. You 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 done X, Y, and Z. Um, so I took it. Mm-hmm. Um, the first instinct of us, you know, evidently is going to be fear, right? right? You're about to step out into something that into this unknown, you know. Um, all the other steps were unknowns, but this was a big one, right? You know, because you feel that you don't have the uh, expertise, the um, experience, the college, you know, everything to go along with that. So mm-hmm. with all of that that took place, you know, for me starting from the bottom at, you know, uh, one figure to going all the way to six figures is like, mm-hmm. you know, so yeah. Um, I dug deep, studied, read, took classes, did everything I could to be the best COO that I could. So it just, it really just shaped me, um, for starting my own business. Every step prepped me, um, from starting off at the bottom of the desktop and working with, with that all the way to the top, prepped me for starting my own, uh, organization. Yeah, because it sounds like you you could do a little bit of everything. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's that's fantastic. So so help me help me duplicate your success because there are people who are in the years of our youth telling them, you know, go to college, but they're interested in technology. And I mean, maybe maybe college is the best. Maybe they got a scholarship, and you know, they should go to college because it's free and do that and they graduate and they say, okay, I really want to double down and go into the technology field, whether it's computer or networking, software development, 
I want to be the next Randy Carter. How do I, how do I get there? Well, the challenge is there has to be a balance when you're getting into IT because there's a lot of mm-hmm. people that go and get their degree, but they don't have the experience. Thanks. And what happens is, what happens is the company, they see that, but they want to see some experience. So now you come out of, out of college and you still have to take a low level, entry level type IT job mm-hmm. in order for you to go to the, you know, to get your feet wet, right? Um, and some people are not willing to do that. And the other thing is understanding when you say IT, when you want to go and do a major in IT, what does that mean, right? Do you want to be hands-on in IT or do you want to be in management of IT, right? So they have degrees. There's a huge difference. One is um, the engineering side. You're doing the actual work. The other one is being a management of systems, right? Okay. Uh, Of that, right? So you may not have the uh, technical background or technical experience to go in and do security, but you understand the concept of it in order to manage. And, you know, so you have, you see what you hear these like CTOs, chief technical officers and uh, IT managers and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you can be a manager without being a, and they have those degrees, right? So they, you can go into information uh, systems or you can go into information management. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's so, in, so it's extremely important to get really experience is more valuable than a college degree in this field. It, it is experience is more um, valuable if and sometimes you can get that experience and go and get certificate certified in certain mm-hmm. areas. Right. Um, to they look at that as well. So let's take. Um, and you can do be a project manager, a project manager in just about any of those fields, right? You'd be IT project manager, but you can go and get a a PMP certification and, and, and be set. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Same thing with some of these other certifications, you can go get a CNA and, you know, but if you go get the certification, you still got to be able to do the work. Mm -hmm. Right. Cause in my days, what was happening is, you had plumbers like, man, I'm going to get certified in IT and they'll go get a cert. They'll just cram and they'll go get certified and they'll go get paid $60,000, $70,000 just because they got that certification and the company get them in there. Like this guy don't know anything about IT. He knows it, but he's never, you know, he's learning on the job. It's $50,000, $60,000 a year, $70,000 a year. So uh, the industry caught on to that. It's like, wait a minute, you know, I need to see some work history along with this now. And they take them through a little um, process, you know, but getting your certification tells that you do know, you know, because you have to pass it and it's a, it's a uh, um, pass the certification test. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you can pass that certification test, it's, it, it says you have the knowledge, but it doesn't necessarily say that you have the, the hands on skill to, to pro- provide that service. So just because you pass the test doesn't mean you can do the job. Correct. But it is it's the first step to getting you in the door, maybe. But you Correct. still have to learn. You still have to. It sounds like you have to keep learning as you just get in the field because technology is ever changing, really. That's correct. That's correct. 
Um, so yeah, getting entry level, you know, starting off early. I always try to tell people, if you're going to go into IT, try to find your job while you're in school doing internship or whatever the case may be, right? Whether it's working at the Geek Squad at Best Buy or working at a, a, a break fix company or uh, uh, whatever it is that your field is going to be in, whether it's security, you know, but if you get into security, that's something totally different, but I'll, I'll explain that a little later. But, but yeah, try to get your hands, get you some hands-on experience um, as soon, as quickly as possible as you're going through the process of, you know, either, either direction, college or certification. So figure, so figuring out what, what lane of technology you want to go into, whether that is development, management, uh, like you just alluded to cybersecurity, um, or app, heck, even app development, that's a whole that's very all, lucrative yeah. lane right there that I yeah. think a lot of, a lot of, even you can do with your iPhone. Well, I don't, I don't want to, well, help me out. Tell me no. Cause I don't know if you can do it on your iPhone or what can you, how do you, how do you like create it? I know. Well, is that, I don't know. You just, you, you tell me what I'm, what I need to ask. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You would, you would need, uh, when you're doing app development, you usually have uh, these devices that you can test it on, right? So even if you're doing an mm-hmm. app, you need to you need to know if you're doing your app to work on an Android or iPhone, right? Or if it's going to work on both. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, so yeah, yeah, we teach app development classes with my nonprofit as well. Yeah, so tell us, so tell us what the mission is behind uh, mentoring youth through technology. Tell us, tell us what, what one, how that kind of came about and then what it is that you guys do. So it came about about six, um, about six years ago. I, um, mm-hmm. I had been in technology about almost 20 years at that point. And I was just really kind of burnt out and tired from it. And I wanted to change course and do something else. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I was sitting down talking and said, maybe I want to just train some kids, you know, and I started off change, uh, uh, teaching desktop support, how to how to fix a computer, how to build a computer, things of that nature to some mm-hmm. kids. And it just really started taking off. And um, then I got into robotics. So we do a lot of robotics in multiple states right now. Matter of fact, we're uh, um, we even do robotics competitions, things mm-hmm. of that nature. Yeah. You building our robot? You you building the the machines that's gonna take over the world? Hey hey, we got to We have to train. We have to train train our kids to do to do it right. They're gonna have. This is the, the new. This is our new future, right? Now, let me say this. This, this claim. Let me say this. I don't totally agree with a lot of stuff in the way the the direction that technology is going, right? Um, mm-hmm. But. Uh, I need to make sure that I'm, 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 I keep abreast and keep the kids abreast of what's happening, right? Um, even with coding, right? They have these, these. I don't know if you ever heard of a hackathon. No, I haven't. It, enlighten me, please. <laughs> uh, I tell you this. We'll we'll talk about that another time. Why don't you look it up? Talk about that offline. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> But um, I, I met a young, I, I met a young, um, I had a client mm-hmm. and a client was talking about how um, talented his son was. 
and he told me some of the programs and some of the things that his son was doing. He wants to be a coder. You know, he's only 10 years old and he's coding at a college level right now. And he started sharing some other things. He stayed up all night. I was trying to, that was a red flag. And I'm like, I said, I told myself, I bent over. I said, you probably need to be monitoring and watching him because he's probably on one of these dark network sites and he's probably hacking. And he told me, he did this. He said, the FBI has been to my house. I'm like, what? What? Said, yeah. 12, he lived at the age of 12. They had been to his house. Con, you know, the, the the internet service provider had been warning them. And yeah, yeah. So, you know, wow. some of these things that these kids are learning, it's just you have to be the mentoring side is the bigger part of what we, we try to do as well. Because, mm. you know, for everything that we do, it can be used for evil as well. Right. I mean, so we try to we try to. We try to um, keep them steered and focused in the right direction with a lot of this stuff because, you know, <laughs> it's out there, unfortunately. Yeah. You, you know, I've, I've, for good, not evil. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've done a number of schools where the kids were uh, in computer labs hacking into the website, the school website, and putting pictures, undesirable pictures up and things like that. So it's just, it's, it was, yeah, yeah, that's, that's a huge thing that goes on in some schools as well, but. Um, they've gotten a lot better with it, but yeah. So yeah. Okay. So the so the the biggest part of it sounds like, and it sounds like the biggest part that that you get out of it is really the mentoring side, more so than just teaching the technology side. Yeah, because we could teach technology all day, but you know our kids are um, when we get in there, we're we're kind of monitoring and things of that nature. So we 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 deal with a lot of kids in um, at risk and underserved communities, right? So the mentoring side means a lot to me. Um, we, we've had kids that have um, got on the right path and have gone to college and to pursue um, uh, um, information technology, you know, uh, careers now mm-hmm. as well. You know, because what I do is um, I had four kids that I just took under my wings and I taught our start system computer uh, um, repair. And at the time, a lot of people, you know, call me, Hey, can you fix my laptop? Can you fix my computer? I'm like, no, I don't have time. I don't do that anymore. That was, you know, but when I start training kids, I'm like, wait a minute, you know, I was charging these people a hundred, $150 per computer to fix their computers. Let me take these computer computers, mentor these kids are doing it and still charge them a fraction of the cost and pay the kids and, they got some money coming in. It's like, you know, one mm-hmm. kid did four computers and made $300. He, he, Mr. Carter, you got anything else for me to do? Was, you know, you don't made $300 in a week at 14 years old. Right. I got his attention now. Right. So now the four of them come together and they come to me and they say, Mr. Carter, um, can we start a business out of this? I'm uh-huh. like, sure. But now I need to, I said, now I need to teach you more about it because there's so much more about the, the business side of it. Right. So now I can right. teach them customer service and all this other stuff that goes along with it and liabilities. Right. What happens if you mess it up worse and all this other stuff. But we made a little shop and um, uh, for the people who were Saturday mornings, we used to have classes. And if they had a problem with the computers, they could bring their computers in on Saturday morning to the kids. And we mm-hmm. totally monitor 
you know, and work with them to find out what's going on. And then we work with the kids to fix the problem. And, you know, for like half the cost of what a geek squad would charge them, right. you know, kids would make a little money and they were, they were happy. So, you know, this is what they want to do now. So it's, it's a good thing, but you asked me a question. So let me go back into that piece. So my, my nonprofit mentoring youth through technology, we are a 501 C three nonprofit. We provide uh hands-on technology services to youth ages six to 18 and, um, and technology. So coding, robotics, game development, app development, things of that nature. Primary goal is to um, uh, get them involved in areas of STEM uh, with the hopes that they'll possibly start pursuing it as a career. Because like I told you earlier, you know, we're not naive to think that all of our kids are going to college, but if they don't, we want to make sure that they have a skill set that allows them to make it in this technology-driven world. You know, right. and they're already on all of this stuff already, right? So it's one thing for me to 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 um, um, uh, give you a computer, and, and it's another thing for me to show you how to build one. It's mm-hmm. one thing for me to show you know to 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 give you something else and, or show you how to build an app. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so so yeah. So with the robotics, we took off high high in the robotics. And most of these major universities, if you stay within the program, we're part of this program called FIRST. And if you stay within the program, when you get ready to graduate, if you go into engineering, they got hundreds of thousands of dollars in scholarships that go, I mean, unclaimed every year, you know? Wow. So, so yeah. So yeah, yeah that's, 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 that's big. You trying to make the right. next, uh the next Steve Jobs, the Mark Zuckerberg that are in the, in the in the in the underserved community at that you, you're not going to harvard you're not going to to yale the ivy league we we getting them from the underserved that's what i love about about that yeah yeah that's that that's our goal that's our goal that's our goal man so how how how, how can somebody become that or what well first of all let me back up where can people find where can people find you like where, where can people you know find mytt and get involved so they they can get on our website right now due to this covid stuff everything is being done virtually mm-hmm. and it's um so let me give you the website the website is uh mytttil.com that's mytttil.com they can go to the website uh we're going to be updating it here soon but it's been extremely challenging in this pandemic because the schools are having problems doing the classes virtually and now, you know, what we provide is at school programs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so the at school programs are having a huge challenge as well. So we're trying to, along with the schools, try to figure out how to keep the kids engaged because, I mean, if they're on, 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 on um, virtually during school hours, they most definitely don't want to have to spend another two hours at the school on the computer all day. All so, day. yeah, because most of our stuff was uh, interactive, you know, hands-on. Right, building robots, things of that nature. Um, can't do that in this this era right now. So hopefully, this thing is clear up and you know, kind of get better for us. Okay, cool. So what what would you say to somebody? Because because my heart and I'm working with these with this population right now. My heart is really going out to the class of 2021 right now. So the the seniors that are living their entire senior year right now virtual. So they don't get the opportunity to, to, you know, go go travel to their college campuses and they're being thrown to the wolves and expected to say, hey, what do you want to do for the rest of your life? 
when really it's just like, okay, what do you want to do for the next five years? But what do you say to the to the 17, the 18 year old that's about to graduate high school? What advice would you would you give to them um, in terms of exploring the world of technology at the age of 18? At the age of um, find a happy place that uh, find that happy thing that you may like in technology and try to um, um, go in that direction if you can. And there's some, or do your research as well, right? Because there's, let me, let, me, let me explain this to you. Go ahead. If I told you that I have a friend that does network security, he's a network security analyst, and he makes $300 an hour, and he works way over uh, uh, 40, you might well say 60 hours a week. He, he has to take a day off just yeah, it travels all around the world. Mm-hmm. That's huge. So, so network security is like one of the hottest fields and the demand is there right now, right? So there's so many areas. You think of something like um, um, HIPAA compliancy, right? So you, you think of hospitals and um, banks, right? Yes. That have to have, you know, uh, there's regulations and, and uh, standards that need to be met, right? From a security mm-hmm. perspective. Um, the government, or the compliance agencies that 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 do that they don't even have enough engineers to even do security analysis or security uh, audits and things of that nature, right? So mm-hmm. there's there is a there's a huge 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 demand for uh, security analysts and things of that nature. Now, that's a much um, more challenging field to to get in, but once mm-hmm. you get in it. The demand is, I mean, it's it's huge. I mean, you right. would get be getting. I know guys and friends that I have that are, you know, I had to talk to some of the guys because it's just like, you know, you can't be hopping from company to company because they, oh, this company is charging, this company is trying to give me one hundred fifty thousand, this company is trying to give me one hundred eighty thousand, and you know, guys with two or three companies within a year or two is like, no, just hey, <laughs> slow down, you know. Mm-hmm. So the demand is really there. Um, in IT. And then when you start seeing like, you know, all of Amazon's and Google's and things of that nature starting to pop up locally, mm-hmm. right? Um, the demand is there for IT positions, right? So let me give you another example from a logistic perspective. So Amazon has some, some facilities that, that a package doesn't hit a person's hand until it hit the truck. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen those? You order something, it, you know, it goes, a machine basically goes and opens this aisle up, goes up to okay. this roll, pull a package off that roll, put it on a conveyor belt, the, 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 goes down a conveyor belt with that sticker on it, it scans it in X, Y, and Z, and it boxes it and everything else. I'll send you a link of that. But mm-hmm. that's where most of these companies are going for. So so, so when you see people in the in 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 our in 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 the south or some of these other areas doing logistic logistic going to some of these logistic companies some of these companies are going is 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 um robotic is possible right i've seen a company go from like 600 employees to 150 because they went robot with robotics right so um you know these companies now are looking at the ROI and, and they investing in this type of thing. So some of the companies and some of the businesses and some of the jobs that these people are going out there, they're going to be obsolete. 
Mm-hmm. Right. But somebody still got to fix the robots. <laughs> so be on the right side of the field. Be on the side. Be on the right side of the field. You know, somebody still has to fix the machines. Somebody right. still has to fix the technology. You know, so be on the right side of the field is what I would say. Yeah. Man, that 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 that's huge because, like you said, because that's a realistic number, especially for yeah. for uh, uh, factories and manufacturing and all these types of things that are trying to cut down costs. So they will cut. They will go from six hundred to one fifty if they can manage it. Um, but yeah. one thing that that you said that that really stuck out to me was that well, it was the first thing you said, and that was find something that you really are identified with. And that, and the first thing that came to my mind was uh, the movie Jobs was about Steve Jobs and you know how he started Apple and stuff. And, and one thing I noticed from, you know, Ashton Cooker's portrayal of it is that Steve Jobs was so intense about what he loved. Like his, his goal was to create a better computer. And then from that, he created, okay, what about music? We all love music. How do I? And we're going to call it iPod. And then, wait, can we put an iPod and a phone together? Let's do it. And like he did everything he did. He was so passionate about it. And it, it, led, it led that passion and commitment to that particular lane, not cybersecurity, not this, not that. It was this. Let me create the best product in this lane. And that revolutionized the technology industry. Yeah. And I tell people all the time, you know, do stuff that you're passionate about. Don't do it for don't do it because it's, it pays well. A lot of times people chase the money and they'll quit. As soon as things get hard, they'll 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 quit and try to find something else. And then they'll be in a whole nother profession and everything else. Find what you love. Enjoy to do. It's like me. I, I haven't worked for anybody in over 20 years. So it's like, you know, this is you know, I have other things that I do as well. But everything that I do now is about passion. I don't, I don't, I try not to do it about, you know, to make a, uh, um, how do I say it? I don't do it because of the money. Mm-hmm. I do it because I'm passionate about it. And then it makes money. Yes. Right. So, so it's, it's very, very important because a lot of people go into career fields and things of that nature because it's, you know, the hot thing and, and so forth. And I'm sad, but are you going to be happy? Mm. Are you going to be happy? Because that's that's what I was thinking about when you had that scenario. You said he was making three hundred dollars an hour, but he was working 60 hour weeks. Yeah. Yeah. But some of the smart guys now, they use it to the advantage. So I, I, I mentor a lot of I.T. people as well, younger ones as well. Oh, and, okay. and most of our young ladies, uh, when they start saying they're getting into I.T., I, I'm like, okay, you want to get on the management side or are you trying to get on, on the hands-on service side? Because this field is extremely demanding, extremely demanding to the point where if you get on the service side, if you're a business, you can't go, your 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 network can't go down, right? You, you need 199% uptime, right? right? And in order for us to maintain it, at some point, we got to take it down. So guess what that, when that's done, after hours <laughs> mm. and if you're on call if something happens that's after hours you know yeah. so it's it's extreme it can be extremely demanding and um some people can't it, we start getting to the point where you get to a point where you start having a family and you know you know kids and things of that nature 
things kind of change, you know. So mm-hmm. some of my single friends, they, they that's a hustle for them. They do it. But once they have family, they think, no, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, they'll take whatever you give them in the security realm almost, you know, so you can still make $300 an hour and work 20 hours a week if you want to, or 40 hours a week, you know? Mm. So once you get in that realm, you can, you can, the demand is there, but you have a little bit of flexibility when you have that certificate, like, Hey, yeah, you have some, some power too, some say so as well. Right. Cause this sounds like in terms of flexibility, y'all's job didn't change. It, it actually might've went up during this pandemic. Like everything that's technology is important right now. So it's like, okay, well, uh, it doesn't change for us. We still working for, with our computer. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm semi-retired though. Semi-retired. <laughs> semi-retired. I still have a few clients, right? I still mm-hmm. have clients and I still do some work. But I'm I, I'm very selective if I take any jobs on and, and things of that nature or do some consulting and all of that. Now I've, mm-hmm. I've been doing this 25 years, you know. So I'm like, you know, so yeah, I'm on the IT side. So I I just I, I most of my time is spent on the on the uh, nonprofit side now, and um, pure consulting. While while go in and tell the company, you know, this is this is what you need to do right mm-hmm. you know i can walk into a facility right now and um do a walkthrough if somebody's telling me they're having problems at their facility i can do a walkthrough without touching anything and already tell them exactly what's probably going on hey you got slowness issues yeah you uh you got virus issues yeah you got this net yeah mm-hmm. how you know all that i didn't see a firewall you got wires all over the place those you got you know old equipment in there that doesn't even get you to the maximum capacity you got you know so i walk through school i do assessments i do all that stuff for schools and businesses mm-hmm. and things of that nature i've been doing this i've been doing it long enough i can just you know so yeah but you said something if i could go back a little bit to the steve jobs um i have organizations that donate equipment to uh for my nonprofit. Mm-hmm. And I never forget um, uh, this organization said, yeah, we have this. We have uh, some Macs as well, right? And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So I get out there and um, they hand, they give me the computers and I'm like, okay, where's the Mac? Oh, there it is right there. And it's the, that it was really the system that I really was going out there for, right? Mm-hmm. To be honest. And it's this old Mac. It's, it's 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 like the first one he made, right? The original, like, okay. Yeah, yeah. And if I would, if I would, if I had it close, it's actually in my my garage on the shelf right now. But I usually have it in our technology center. But I was upset. I'm like, man, what I'm gonna do with this old junk? What I'm gonna do with this old thing? But mm-hmm. immediately something sparked in me. Like, wait a minute, you can show them where innovation started from, right? Mm-hmm. I took this and we started from and now where we're at and everybody, these kids, they don't know. They're like, what in the world is that? That's the Macintosh. That's what that is. Exactly. Exactly. To the point where our kids, they, they, (laughs) a Rolodex phone, one of those roller phones. Yes. They've never seen those before. It's like, that's, well, that's not a phone, you know? They've never seen old technology and things of that nature. So a lot of it, I try to expose them to it and bring old stuff in sometime and tell them and show them where it started and how we got to where we're at as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 
Man, that's huge. You're dropping all types of nuggets for those of y'all who want your kids to get that 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 boss, not only the the knowledge of technology, but the mentoring to go along with it. Go sign up and go to mytmyttil.com.org. Dot com. Dot com. And check them out today. Man, Randy, I, I appreciate you so much for joining us. I do want to be respectful of your time. You dropped not only a whole bunch of knowledge, but a whole bunch of nuggets for, for to develop people both personally and professionally. Any final thoughts you want to send people off with? Um, just um, exposure, right? Mm-hmm. Um, exposure, it, you know, I, I always look at um, my son when he was five years old, I, I always exposed him to stuff. He, I don't want to play baseball, dad. I don't want to play baseball. Well, okay, we're here now. So and he played and all of a sudden every day, are we going to play baseball tomorrow? Are we going to play? So the exposure to a thing, right? So mm-hmm. keep, keep your kids as engaged as possible in um, the area of STEM because that's where technology, that's, that's where the, uh, the world is unfortunately going, right? And if you want them to, it would really set them up in a place where they'll, um, they'll they'll be in a good place i'll just put it that way right a lot of times people don't look at the the, at it um it consultants or it uh managers make just as much as some doctors Mm. lawyers things of that nature you see what i mean so it just depends on the the area that you go in my friend who i was just with he works for uh i don't know if i can say it but he works for cisco technology right Mm -hmm he's been there for and he started with me years ago at the mm-hmm. other consulting firm right so he's he's higher up on the chain for this organization now and, and does extremely well extremely well you know so um and there's so many paths for entrepreneurship as well mm-hmm. you know uh, once you learn the skill set, you can start your own, start your own consulting firm or start your own business, you know, doing whatever, whether it's, you know, um, break fix company or network uh, solutions or security, you know, you can become your own boss as well. So, you know, the sky is the limit if you get the uh, um, experience and always, you know, what I would tell the parents is to find a model. Mm-hmm. find them a mentor somebody you know in one of those fields that's doing it and um um that can that can help mentor them if that's what they want to do but sometimes <clears throat> um it's not what the kids really want to do and a parent try to push them or force them to do it sometimes that can be a little bit of a challenge but you know what i say is just keep exposing them to um as much as you possibly can there's a number of organizations around that's that's doing some good work in STEM. So yeah, try to keep your kids involved and engaged in it because that's where it's going. Man, I love that. Y'all, you guys, we got a treat today. So make sure that you you like, you share this with somebody who really needs to share this with an 18, 16, 17, 12 year old that, that is interested in technology um, and help them use technology for good, not for evil. So the FBI doesn't show up at your house. Um, but Y'all keep keep uh, pursuing your version of the good life. Check us out each and every single Thursday on Facebook, iTunes, uh, and YouTube. And I'll see y'all next week. <laughs>